Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. This is Jeff, joined usually by Craig, but today we have a special guest. Uh, Craig is actually out sick and his voice is all sorts of messed up. So we're going to do a interesting one with a James Walsh. Glad to be back. James, how you doing, buddy? Very happy to be back, and uh, hopefully I can give better advice than I did the last time I was on. <laughs> Building confidence already. We like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Today, we're actually doing a mailbag episode. Um, we have a bunch that got thrown to us, and they're talking about the last week of the season before they go into the playoffs, so everyone is trying to get as many points as possible in order to make that last push. So we're going to get right into it. Um, our first question is from Rob. He says, I'm currently in the final playoff spot of one week left. Highest scoring team in his league. Way to go. 0.5 PPR league. Keep that in mind. Um, he has Wentz versus Seattle. Or should he pick up Rivers off the waivers that going against Cleveland? Um, he has a few. So let's unpack them one at a time. What do you think about that one? Do you go Wentz or do you go Rivers, James? I honestly wouldn't get cute with it. Uh, Wentz is one of the top QBs in the league, and Seattle really isn't the same Seattle team that everyone thinks they are. Uh, Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman are out for the year, and I don't know. I just wouldn't mess around and hope that you know Rivers has like a great game against the Browns, which he probably will. But I don't know. Wentz has just been too good to bench. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, since Week Five, the worst game Wentz has had is twenty-one points. Uh, Rivers is a great pickup for anyone out there. I, I love that guy. He's he's starting to uh, play very, very well. He does have a wonderful matchup, but I, I completely agree with James. I think this is where you can outthink yourself. And I think benching Wentz, um, you know, I, I would roll with him, even if he does happen to have a bad week. I think his worst week is 15 points. But, um, you know, I, I don't think he is. They're playing way too well. So I would stick with one. So I, th- I think you would outthink yourself otherwise. If he does have an extra spot open, though, I would maybe think about picking up Rivers for next week. Because I know, like, Wentz goes against the Rams. And the last time they allowed a 20-plus point QB was week four. So, like, Rivers has a little bit better of a matchup against the Redskins. Nice. So the next part of this question is for his flex position. And he's wondering between Diggs and Sterling Shepard. So I'm actually having the same exact issue. I have the, both of those players, and I'm going to start one of them in my flex this week. Right now, I'm thinking about leaning Shepard, but Geno Smith kind of scares me. Like I just have no clue what he's going to do. He hasn't started in a couple of years. So I might go with like the safer bet and go with Diggs. Yeah, I'm actually... Sterling Shepard scares the bejesus on me exactly because of what you said. Geno Smith, I don't know what to expect out of the guy. Um, and last time I saw him play, he was God awful. So yeah, Sterling Shepard is kind of the only guy in town. I mean, it's going to be him and Evan Ingram catching passes, but me personally, I would probably go digs until I've seen Geno Smith play at least one game. Um, you know, that's gonna be a toss up though, because you're really, you're kind of dealing with the unseen, but for me, that's digs. And it sounds like you have the exact same situation and you're going to lean digs as well. Yeah, I think that's who I have in right now. And I'm probably going to stick with it, to be honest. All right. And then the next one, he's also wondering about Rudolph. And this one's a little open ended. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have um, anyone else in mind, but he's wondering if he's depending too heavily on the Vikings. What are your thoughts on Rudolph? I guess going this next week and then going into the playoffs. Do you have 
any kind of a strong feelings one way or the other against the tight end? I'd probably just stick with Rudolph. Tight end has been such a crapshoot, especially whatever's going to be left on the waiver wire that you're just going to be grimming at thin air at that point. You don't even know who's going to score the touchdown. So I would rather stick with Rudolph, who's a little bit more proven. Yeah, I actually completely agree. Once again, the guy has been getting a handful of catches each game, um, especially with 0.5 PPR. That's kind of where I leaned. So since week five, um, he hasn't had less than, well, last week he had four, but between four and six catches, at least it gives you a little extra. Um, and last week he did, he's caught two touchdowns. He's kind of hit or miss on that one, but I think he's a relatively safe tight end compared to the other ones that are, a, you know, in complete chaos most of the time. So I don't know who else you'd be able to get off of the waiver wire. You know, the only other person is maybe you take a, a blind kind of stab at Seals Jones, who's still out there in many, many leagues and tore it up the last two weeks. But I think you're taking a giant risk in that one too. And if you really need to win this week, I would probably go kind of tried and true with Kyle Rudolph, especially after he he gelled so well with the quarterback last week. Yeah, definitely. So that was it, finally. And then the next one is actually from Falcons Fury. He says he has DeMarco Murray and Joe Mixon. Uh, he also has Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, Kanye, Kanye, Kenyon Drake. Um, and basically he's saying he's going to start either Freeman or Te- Tevin Coleman, whichever one is the starter this week. He's wondering between Murray and Mixon, which one we think would be a better play. Uh, for me, I would probably go Mixon. Uh, I know like the last four games, Murray's had 43 attempts and 80 yards, which is just God awful. And Mixon's been getting 20-plus touches the past couple of weeks, and he's really starting to look like the star that everyone thought he was. And now that the fact that he's getting the bulk of the carries, I think he's really going to turn into a top, I would even think, five back. Yeah, I I think between those two, I think Mixon is clearly the guy. I, I think Murray, you're really banking on the fact that he's going to score touchdowns and hopefully multiple in order to really bolster himself. That was the only time he's done really well in the past, you know, how many weeks. Um, so I like mixing quite a bit. I, I think he's on a trajectory just going upwards as well. My question on this one, after you read the scenario, him talking about Freeman and Coleman, is there in any world, would you start both of those guys? Uh, I mean, you definitely can. They both get the work. And last year, definitely, they showed that they can both put up solid fantasy numbers. Me personally, I actually do have Freeman and Coleman and Mixon. And I'm going to be playing Freeman and Mixon. So... That's personally what I would be doing. Did, did you? Are you the person that wrote in all these questions? Uh, yeah, no, I know. When I was like reading all these, I'm like, okay, well, I have all of these players. <laughs> Apparently, I just play too much fantasy. This is a question. Are you afraid? Because Tevin Coleman did very, very well in Freeman's absence, obviously. And last week, 19 carries, 97 yards, two touchdowns. He had a touchdown in the previous two games before that as well. You know, are you worried that Tevin Coleman will be more than a 1B like he usually is when Freeman is healthy. Is there a possibility that next game, Tevin Coleman is a better start than Freeman? Um, I don't know. I mean, Freeman really, like he's always been the lead guy, and I think there's a reason for that. I mean, Coleman is a very good running back, but I just think Freeman's better, especially that when he's really healthy and he's coming off of basically three weeks of no work. In the Dallas game, he only had two carries. So I, I just think, Coleman is like a very good player, but they're just going to lean on Freeman for all of the rushing duties and goal line and everything. Yeah. And I actually, I, I preface those questions and I think you answered them perfectly, but also, you know, they are going against Minnesota. So obviously because of that, I wouldn't start both of them. 
But I think it's a, a very legit question to ask because both of them have been doing so well when they've had the opportunity. Um, but I would definitely go with whoever you feel comfortable with. If Freeman is actually going to get the the go ahead, it looks like he is. And he's going to get the lead back duties again. I would go him and Mixon as well. But um, you know, having Tevin Coleman is a great great asset. Yeah, I think having Freeman and Coleman like. They both can easily finish inside the top 20 for the week. But if you do Freeman and Mixon, you have a chance of getting two guys finishing in the top 10 in the week. I'd rather take that risk. Right on. All right. Next one is coming from Matt. Uh, He says, thank you very much for the information. Uh, Thank you too, Matt. Appreciate the support. Um, He's played in fantasy football for three years now. Never made the playoffs. Started listening to the podcast after he was 0-2 start. Now he's 7-5 and and in third place and vying for a playoff spot. That is great. Um, So he's in a 10-team standard scoring, two-quarterback league. So his question is, he has Dak, Fitzpatrick, and Eli Manning currently. Ouch. And he's stacked in all other positions. So he's really wondering who he should pick up in in order to help him out, especially in the going forward into the playoffs. Um, He can pick up Simeon, Garoppolo, Hunley, and Kaiser. So he's wondering which one of those should he pick up for what weeks and which one of his three quarterbacks, if any, should he drop? So I think right off the bat, we can get it out of the way. You can drop Eli. Um, Even if he does come back after one week, you know, he hasn't done anything all year. I would say completely get rid of him. Um, Do you agree with that one, obviously, James? Yeah, I I think they're going to, New York's basically seeing what they have right now in Geno and then possibly I think the third string, I don't even remember his name, but just to see what they have in him. And they've, they're they already going to ruin Eli's starting streak, so I don't think he's going to come back. Right. So out of those, Simeon, Garoppolo, Hunley, Kaiser, um, which one of those would you actually give some thought to? <laughs> they're, they're all pretty rough, but um, honestly, I would probably go with the unknown with Garoppolo because um, Simeon, you kind of know what he is. Hunley, he had one good week. Um, I don't really trust him for the rest. And then Kaiser actually has kind of a difficult schedule going against the Chargers, the Packers, which is a good one, but then the Ravens the next three weeks. So I feel like you could only really even start him in one week. And I might just go with the unknown, especially with having Dak and Fitzpatrick as guys you're going to start. But uh, like Garoppolo takes on the Texans and the Titans in the playoffs, both who are pretty good matchups for quarterbacks. So you might as well, I don't know, take the risk, I guess. Yeah, I I actually don't mind that. I I hate the fact that uh that it is so unknown and you're probably you might have to use them. Um so it does scare me to just go, you know, carte blanche after that because, you know, I don't know what Garoppolo really is. I, that 49ers offense isn't anything special, especially when it comes to passing. It's not like he has some awesome weapons. So I don't necessarily think that he is going to break out and be this guy, but he could. So I mean, you know, it's one thing we don't know about. I think for me personally, get rid of Eli for sure. But um, my guy would be Simeon. Um, I know that he's hit rough patches, but I think he's the safest option. And he has shown flashes where he can put up in the teens. I mean, just last week against Oakland, you know, he threw for two touchdowns. He, you know, made it out of there with 19 points as a quarterback. I don't think he's anything special, but at the same time, he has some weapons and his matchups are just really really good going forward so obviously this week he's going against Miami who really can't stop anyone in the passing game then the Jets who really can't stop anyone and then Indianapolis who is a terrible team and they're 
middle of the road at best trying to stop people through the air. So I like Simeon and I would hope if possible, I would love to drop Eli and possibly pick up two of these guys. And I would take Simeon as a kind of a, a, a solid guy that we know about. And then either I would pick up Garoppolo or Hunley because we don't really know what either of them are and hoping that they're going to be a better option than you can ditch one of them in the past. But I would probably go Simeon until you know more, but that's obviously that's just me. It's, it's rough all four. Like you, I don't know. You don't want to be in that position, but I, it's kind of like, I'm good with like Simeon or Garoppolo. I think both of them probably have the best upside of the other two. Yeah. And I guess, what are your thoughts on, obviously Dak has struggled, right? But there's no way you can get away from him. Um, So you're going to be starting Dak, but what about Fitzpatrick? Like, I know we kind of skimmed over him, but um, obviously I I think Jameis Winston is obviously going to, uh, you know, take it back up, right? He's probably going to start this week. So obviously you're not going to be starting Fitzpatrick. Is he a safe drop as well? And you go for one of the other guys? Yeah. As long as if Winston's back, I would probably do the thing, like you said, and just take Simeon and Garoppolo and hope for the best, just kind of play matchups, maybe see how Garoppolo does this week versus the bears. Cause it's his toughest matchup. And if he looks pretty good, maybe plug him in against the Texans and Titans. And if he doesn't look that great, you can play Simeon. He's got the good matchups, but it's just a tough spot to be with those quarterbacks and having to start them. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the move you got to make though. You got to drop Eli Manning. He's not going to start. I would drop Fitzpatrick as well, even though Evans a little cloudy, but more than likely he's not going to play. All right. Next question is from <laughs> my favorite name of these. These nuts, eight, two, two, eight. He's wondering, would you start Winston this week coming back from injury? Uh, I have Mariota and McCown but was thinking of adding Winston. Is he a better option for Sunday? I need a win big time. So what do you think about that? What do you think about Winston? Personally, I would go Mariota or McCown over him. Uh, with, like Just Winston's had some duds this year, and he's coming back from injury. Uh, Mariota and McCown are both playing at home. Winston's on the road. I I don't know. I, if you really need a win, I don't think McCown or Mariota are that bad. And I, I would probably play McCown over Mariota, but only slightly. I think they both score in like the high teens. Uh, God, man, one of these times we will disagree, but yeah, I agree. I think it's too risky to play Winston right off the bat. Um, I would go McCown myself. Uh, I think he's coming off a great, a great win. And I think he has a, a better floor than Mariota. So I would go McCown. Uh, next question from Yobi Esco. Uh, how do you feel about Funchess or Crowder? Funchess is dealing with a toe injury. So Funchess or Crowder, James? Um, I don't think you can go wrong with either, but I would go Crowder for this week with his matchup against Dallas. Um, I know Funchins has got like a very high volume since he's pretty much the only wide receiver there, but I'd probably still lean Crowder this week. And finally, we disagree. I'm going to go Funchins. Uh, I don't know how much that toe injury is actually going to hurt him, but the past three games, he's been absolutely wonderful going against New Orleans. They're a little, you know, in the middle as far as, you know, their defense goes. So, I, I like Funches on this one. And finally, uh, we have Zach Fillenworth. And he's wondering between three different quarterbacks, which one you would start. His are McCown, Matt Ryan, or Case Keenum. I never really thought I'd say this, but I would go with Case Keenum. Um, he's just been playing basically at like a pro bowl level and he's got two amazing wide receivers. They've got the running game going, their defense is good. So he's going to get the ball bat a lot and Ryan's going up against the Vikings D. So 
I just think Keenum's the better play here. Once again, I don't disagree. I'm not going to say anything. We'll just move on to the next one. All right. And the next question is from Jake. Uh, this is a half PPR league, and he wonders who he should start here. So between Woodhead, Drake, Aguilar, or Ginn, uh, that is his first one. He actually has a three-parter. So out of those four, which one would you uh, pick to start this week in a half PPR league? Uh, if it were me, I would go Woodhead. Um, I think he's due for a good amount of points. They've been using him more and more, and he catches a ton out of the backfield. And Flacco really doesn't have a whole lot of time, so he's got to get the ball out quick. And Woodhead's the obvious choice that he's going to be going to. All right. I think this is, might be the first time we disagree. Um, actually, Woodhead, just because he hasn't done a whole lot in the past two games that he's been there, I realize that you can make the case that he's ramping up, and he does catch a lot when he's healthy. But I haven't seen it quite yet, and I don't really look at them as a, a great offensive you know, team. So, unbelievably, I can't um, – this may be the first time I ever throw his name in the ring, but I'm actually going to go Drake this week. Um, and the reason why is because basically Damian Williams got hurt. It looks like he's going to take most of the snaps. He already was doing okay with them. I mean, it's very difficult to run in that Miami with that Miami line. But at the same time, he was – in the last four games, he's very, very playable. 10, 15 – he had a, a dud against Tampa Bay, 1.4. And then last week against New England, he had nine. So very, very playable. And he's catching a few balls now, um, especially if Williams isn't really around, if he's not going to be as big of a part of it. Um, he'll get a, a few extra points for you that way. Um, and I, I think my big thing would just be the fact that I, I don't trust Woodhead quite yet from what I've seen. Um, and obviously, um, you know, Buck Allen is still still the runner there. but. You know, strangely enough, you know, if I had to rank them, Woodhead would probably be probably be fourth because I don't trust him. But um, I don't know. But even after him, I think I would go. I think I would go Drake, Ginn, Aguilar, Woodhead. I know I'm going completely against the grain compared to you, James. But what what are some of the other thoughts you have on those guys? If say someone doesn't trust Woodhead like I don't. I mean, the one more thing for Woodhead, too, I just like Detroit's terrible against the run and especially covering running backs out of the backfield. So that's kind of why I was leaning towards him and thinking he is going to have like his big week. I would probably go Drake second for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, like he is going to be the guy there. And then probably Aguilar next. I just think he has the best chance of catching a touchdown. Again, they just have so many other options and he's kind of near the bottom of the list of you know, Michael Thomas, the two running backs. I, I don't know. I just don't think Ginn is up there as much as like Aguilar in the pecking order. So I think Aguilar would be better because he's right after like Elshon. Right on. So the next part of that is the tight end situation. He's wondering Hunter Henry or Tyler Croft. It's really a toss up to whoever is going to get the touchdown this week. Um, I'd probably go Henry though. There's easier D when he's going up against Cleveland. Uh, they're pretty bad against covering the tight end. And he's been running more routes than Gates lately. I think he had nine more routes run this or last week than Gates did. And I think they're finally starting to let him take over. So I would probably go Henry in that situation. Yeah, I, I, I hope to God because I keep I keep amping up Hunter Henry. And then as soon as I tell people that I, I wouldn't expect much out of him, all of a sudden they give him more, more of a workload. But if it's between those two, I would go Hunter Henry as well. I think both of them come with uh, a fair amount of you know, 
problems, but with Hunter Henry going against a better matchup. Um, and when Hunter Henry is on, he catches way more balls than Croft. So he, Croft has done a good job catching enough touchdowns to make him relevant. I mean, he's ranked number 10, but in the past, what, the past four games, he hasn't gotten over three receptions. And that was last game. And it was only three receptions for 14 yards and a touchdown. And that was actually against Cleveland. So Cleveland's giving up a ton of touchdowns to tight ends. Guess who's playing him next? Hunter Henry. So I, I do. I think it's a better option because I think he has a better opportunity to get in the end zone. Yeah, and Pitt kind of shuts down tight ends too when they're going against Cincinnati. I I just think it lines up better for Henry. Absolutely. And the final one, he's wondering defense. Which defense should he play, the Chicago D or Miami? And please tell me you're not going to be a homer and take Chicago just because you live there. Uh, I'm definitely going to take Chicago, because <laughs> not just because <laughs> I live there. But like the Bears D has actually been pretty solid at times. And Miami's only had like one startable week all year on defense. They give up a ton of points. They don't really do a whole lot. They don't score. So I, I'm going to stick with the uh, hometown Bears and bear down. <laughs> no, yeah. Given your hard time, I, I actually completely agree with you again. I think the Bears are actually a, a, a good play this week. And I think this is one where you overthink it once again. Dolphins are not a good defense. And yeah, I know they're going against Denver and Denver has as many problems as any team right now. Um, but it's not like Simeon was, you know, turning the ball over left and right. He's just not really, he doesn't produce big numbers. So um, yeah, they're not a, they're a very fun offense to play against, but it doesn't matter if you're a bad D. So I would definitely go the Bears. And Miami, like their last couple of weeks against New England, they got four points, Tampa Bay zero, Carolina minus seven. Oakland four and Buffalo minus two. I just don't trust them. All right, moving on. We actually have a few on here that are going to be a um, uh, a wide receiver versus wide receiver, and both of them actually have Cooper Cup in them. The first one from Praise Me Three is either Sterling Shepard or Cooper Cup. Which one would you go with? I'm going Cup here. Dallas has a pretty bad pass defense, and again with the Geno Smith, like you have no clue what Shepard's going to do there. Wish at some point we disagree, but I agree. On this one, I go Cup. I do not trust Gino as far as I can throw him. Next one for from Riley is Crowder or Cup. So this one, I'm going to go Crowder. Um, I like they're both are bad against the D, but I think Peterson's going to be lining up against Watkins for Cup, so like that really helps him out. But I'd still go Crowder. Yeah, I mean, he's led the Skins and targets the last four weeks, and I think he just has a bigger upside with touchdowns. I actually agree once more, so I'll just keep on moving. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) It makes for a wonderful podcast. (laughs) Uh, This next one is from Luke, and uh, he's just wondering, is T.Y. Hilton droppable? Um, If you're in a keeper league, I'd hold on to him, but otherwise you might consider it. Um, I was just kind of like looking through his numbers, and for 70% of the season, he really hasn't been worth playing at all. Like He hasn't even been a top three wide receiver, um, like, you know, top 30. Um, and then the next couple of weeks, he gets Jaguars, Bills, Broncos, and Ravens the next four weeks. And like he might be good against the Broncos, but the other three have pretty good pass defense. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable trying to guess when he's going to go off. But again, it just kind of depends who you have available otherwise. But personally, if it's a redraft league, I would probably get rid of him at this point. Yeah, I'm, I would drop him as well. I, I think that's totally fine. You're at the stretch. You're either making the playoffs or you're not. And I guarantee you're not playing him in the playoffs. Like, you're just not. There's either going to be a better waiver guy for that week. Um, 
you know. So yeah, I, I think he's absolutely droppable. I think if it's a keeper league, I'd hold on, and next year he'll be back to his form. Yeah, I mean, to your point, if it you know it has to be a redraft league. If it is a keeper league, then obviously I would hold on to him. You know, it, I guess it all you know all depends what your rules are for keeper leagues as well. But all right, next one is from Jacob. Uh, with the way Alex Smith is playing, do I bench Tyreek Hill for Diggs or Marvin Jones? So, I guess this one is first of all, who do you play? If you have Hill, Diggs, and Marvin Jones, which one are you starting? If you only can pick one, um, I think my like order of preference would be Jones, then Hill, then Diggs. Um, I was a little nervous with Jones just because he's going up against Baltimore and they've got a good secondary, but he just torched Xavier Rhodes on Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't. I feel like he could do it again pretty easily. And like, you know, Smith has been playing pretty bad and Hill's kind of all in or all out. So I would rather go with the safer play with Jones. Uh, Once again, I agree with you to a point. I actually do like Marvin the most, but I think I almost have a, a caveat here where if it is a PPR league, I would still start Tyreek Hill. Um, If it's not, I would start Jones. And Diggs would be third for me. But, you know, even with Tyreek Hill, the way they're playing right now, where Smith is kind of reverting back to his old ways, blah, blah, blah. Um, the last two games, he's had seven receptions each. So if you are in a PPR, um, yeah, I think he still has that that nice floor where seven catches and each one he's had, you know, eight points, five points. Um, so that's OK. And he's always due for that big play um, that he hasn't had for a couple weeks. So, um you know, Hill is always one of those guys that's going to be a little feast or famine. But I think PPR, I think you still play him. But other than that, I think Marvin Jones is playing unbelievably out of his mind. The only reason I don't necessarily go with him is because of Baltimore. And they do scare me a bit. All right. And then the last one from Jacob, he's wondering, Mixon or P. Ryan? Um, so I have them both. I'm actually playing them both this week. Um, I would probably lean P. Ryan. I think they're both going to get around 20 carries. And I think Mixon's the better back, but uh, P. Ryan's going against the worst defense. So it's almost a, a coin flip for me. Like I said, I'm playing them both, but um, I'd probably lean P. Ryan. Um, yeah, that that is actually very, very tough. Um, I like Mixon a whole lot, but P. Ryan, I mean, you know, over 20 carries last two games when he's had, when he's been the full starter and he's reached 100 yards in each one. That's really hard to like overlook. Uh, yeah, so I guess I would lean towards P. Ryan as well. I really wanted to uh, go against you this one, James, but once again. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll disagree on this next one. This is actually a, a trade. I, I don't know when their trade deadline is, but he's wondering should he trade Ertz? and Crowder for Mike Evans with Winston coming back? Uh, I think it just kind of depends on who your tight end it, like, would be if you got rid of Ertz. Um, I would probably stay on the Ertz and Crowder side. I just don't think Evans is going to score that much more than Crowder. This would like, basically make up the difference between Ertz and whoever you're dropping down to in tight end. But like, let's say you happen to have like Kelsey or Gronk as like another tight end or even Jimmy Graham. Then I would. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, how far down do you actually go? Because I'm, my guess is they don't have Gronk or yeah. Kelsey. So, like, what about if you have someone like a like a Rudolph? I'd, I'd probably actually just stick with Ertz in that situation, 
just because he has been scoring like it seems like every week and like his playoff schedule like of the Rams is kind of tough but like if you make it to the next round after that he plays the Giants who are the worst in the league at covering the tight end so for a possible championship week you've got Ertz who's probably going to go off against the Giants and I think that Crowder's just been better lately and Evans hasn't done anything too crazy once again, I hate to agree with you every single time, but I think Ertz is the one here. I, I think you're right as far as not making up points. I mean, Ertz is, he had one bad week in week 11, really, where he scored 0.8 points. But besides for that, his lowest was 8.1. And let's see here, how many touchdowns does the guy have? He has seven touchdowns. So he's a probably the biggest target in the red zone for Wentz right now. And yes, he, I'll, give you this the next two weeks are probably gonna be a little rough on him he goes against seattle and then the rams um but finishing it up he's gonna be golden even against those teams with the way eagles are playing i'm not that afraid of it um so i i do i think he's fine i think crowder is coming around and the thing with mike evans is he's still been putting up pretty decent points um you know yardage wise he hasn't been scoring the touchdowns but can he have a monster game? Will he start doing that where it's just going to blow these two out of the water? I, I, I think you probably have a better chance of distancing yourself from other teams by having a good tight end at this point. Yeah, Mike Evans hasn't had that winning week yet for you. I think no, his highest even is like when 15. And, was, when Winston was in there and healthy. Mm-hmm. And Crowder, I mean, last week he scored 20, and it was by far his best of the season. But Washington, I mean, he's the guy in Washington that, he's going to be depending on. Yeah. And that one is uh, cousins. Everything is kind of starting to, you're kind of seeing it clearly, right? Because obviously the tight end is becoming less and less of a thing in Washington. Crowder is becoming more heavily used. P Ryan is going to be a pound of out guy. Um, so, and, and that's Daxon is actually becoming a very useful guy as well. So uh, I do, I, I think I would stick it out. I think you probably hit these guys at the right time. I think a couple weeks ago, I would have said, yes, take Mike Evans. But I think going into the playoffs, uh, I think you stick with it. Unless like you have one of those top five tight ends, then obviously, yes, I would do it. All right, on to the next one. This one is from Ultimate 12th E. Brown. Uh, the question is, uh, for the fantasy playoffs, starting pick three. Okay, so basically we have to pick three wide receivers. It's against Julio, Juju, Diggs, Crowder, Josh Gordon and Martavius Bryant. And then uh, he wants to know if Juju is going to return to form or if we've seen him as a flash in the pan. So basically, we'll start with that. Which three would you pick, James? Uh, The three I'm going to pick is Julio, Diggs, and Crowder, just because they're all uh, really solid targets for their team. I know Juju's been really good too, but I I don't know how severe his injury is, if it's going to slow him down at all. And Antonio Brown's going to be the man there always. And Juju's going to still get his, but I know I, I would just trust the other three more, especially this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. So I agree once again. So <laughs> I would go the same exact people. I think Juju would probably take over for either Diggs or Crowder moving forward, but that's also assuming that he is healthy and he, he really does have two. The next two games are against very tough uh, defenses. So you're going against the Bengals, who rank third best against the pass, and then Baltimore, who ranks second best. So I, I think he absolutely can be that guy. But 
not seeing him yet after his injury and going against a tough D, I go for the safer pick, and hence why I would do the same thing. What I mean, what do you think about Juju? He does have two rough matchups after this. Do you think he's going to be a viable option to start in the playoffs? Um, I think he will, especially if you're kind of hard-pressed for wide receiver. I think he's definitely solid, like a 2-3 guy. But like he's not going to be get you like the number one weeks like Diggs or Julio can. Like I think Juju had his big breakout, and now people know who he is. And Josh Gordon, like I want him to do really well, but he hasn't played in so long that I wouldn't feel comfortable trusting him. Yeah, I mean, are you even is Martavius Bryant even entering your mind at this point? No, um, I actually had drafted him and then dropped him and then picked him up last week because I needed him because a bunch of my guys got injured. But I'd be comfortable dropping him again. Like I don't feel comfortable playing him in the playoffs unless Juju was going to be out for a while. But even with that, I would rather have Diggs and Crowder and Julio. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, completely agree. And the last one, let's see if we agree on the last mailbag question. And this is from West Hill 21. And they are wondering, should I start Lynch or Miller? It's a non-PPR league. So Lynch or Lamar Miller? Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, I don't have both of these guys on my team. Uh, I just have one. Um, But... I haven't been playing him lately, but I think I'm going to lean Lynch on this one. He's just been getting more carries. He gets a goal line. And plus, Giants D is pretty terrible. And I I, don't know, I just feel like they're slowly giving up on McAdoo. And especially with benching Eli, they're not going to be in great spirits. I think it's going to get ugly. So I think Lynch probably gets a touchdown, maybe two this week. And then probably even gets pulled if it gets out of hand. But um, yeah, I would probably go Lynch in this one. Yeah, this is a this one's actually very tough. I think they're a very similar player, really. Um, Lynch has had a lot more success getting into the end zone in the past couple games. Obviously, not against New England, but Miami twice, and then last week against Denver once. Basically, if he gets over ten carries, he's he's a good start. Like that's what it comes down to. When when he got less than that, he's kind of useless. Um, but at the same time, Lamar Miller, even without. Uh, Watson, we thought maybe they would just load the box. He has actually been doing very, very well. So, um, you know, I I would actually lean Lamar Miller, but I think he's a safer play because I think he's less up and down. But he is going against a much better defense, which, you know, scares the crap out of me. But um, once again, I, I don't know if it was if anything's going to necessarily change for him. I mean, he really scores at least eight points every single game, no matter who they're playing. I mean, he gets seven point four against the Rams, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna run with him and I'm gonna go Lamar Miller. Yeah, he, Lamar Miller is lucky that they have Hopkins there because otherwise they could just load the box. With everyone Savage is not good. He's not good, but I, I'm still surprised that Hopkins has not dropped his performance like I thought he would. Uh, like even with Savage, he's putting up you know he's catching a hundred yards worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all, but luckily I just traded for him in one of our leagues and was able to get him for the playoff run. So I'm hoping he kind of keeps it going. All right. So that is the end of the mailbag. Do you have any words of wisdom as people enter the playoffs? Don't try to get cute and just play your starters. Like the guys who have been your stars all year, don't try to overthink it. Once again, I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) We will end on that one. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. And, And this time around, hopefully Craig will be feeling better. And we will talk to you guys soon.